This episode of News Dub is brought to you by Stamps.com. All right, okay, we're, we're going to do a whole episode without mentioning Elon Musk or cryptocurrency. Thank God. We're going to refocus on, on movies and general entertainment news this week, which might result in a shorter episode. Uh, probably not, but we've been putting out very long episodes recently, which reminds me, we hardly ever promote it, but it's always good to remind everyone who might be interested, all of our shows are available as audio podcasts on your favorite podcast app. Whatever app that might be. You just search Internet Today for every episode that isn't Weekly Weird News, and then you search Weekly Weird News because we have it as a separate show on the podcast apps. So subscribe there to listen on the go. It's nice for your drive-time commute. Now that that's uh, out of the way, let's get into the news dump. <laughs> Haven't done that in a while. Felt like doing it again. In a long time. Yeah, yeah. that's a classic. Mm-hmm. So, it turns out American social media influencers are not alone in their absolute stupidity and disregard for the world around them because at least two separate influencers overseas have been accused of intentionally starting wildfires with the sole purpose of creating what they seem to think is a very cool background shot for videos and captions. Mm -hmm. Seemingly unaware that you could easily, and with much less effort, just recreate the look within minutes in nearly any photo editing software. It's a very, it's one of the basic things that you would learn from a step one tutorial online. Yeah. Add flames to something. Cool. And of course, these intentionally set fires are taking place in a region that is currently experiencing severe drought and record-setting heat waves. Because why would you start a fire in a place that it actually, uh, you know, gets uh, moderate to heavy levels of rain? You got to start fires in places where everything's just about ready to go up anyway. This is like when, uh, like a decade ago, uh, the difference between that guy FPS Russia blowing things up in uh, Georgia. Georgia <laughs> Versus if he was doing it in Southern California. Yeah. Southern California, very bad idea. Not Georgia good. 10 years ago, eh, could sustain it. It's a swamp. Here's Business Insider with more on what we're talking about here. An influencer in Pakistan is said to be facing a criminal investigation over claims she started a forest fire to, short, to shoot a glamorous TikTok dance video amid a deadly heat wave in the country. Humaira Ashgar, better known as Dolly, to her 11.5 million TikTok oh, followers, wow sparked massive outrage this week after sharing a video of herself in a long gown walking and dancing next to a fire in Pakistan's Margala Hills. Quote, fire erupts wherever I am, the caption of the now-deleted video said. Jesus. Uh, according to the Pakistani media outlet The News, the Islamabad police filed a report over the video and are investigating whether Ashgar violated the country's wildlife and environmental protection laws. That sounds like yes. Uh, <laughs> you would assume so. Sounds like she did violate some laws. Mm -hmm. Continues. The area is part of Margala Hills National Park, which has reported multiple incidents of wildfires recently, which damaged the ecosystem, the report said, per the news. Asgar has denied starting the fire and said in a statement via her assistant that there was no harm making videos, per Al Jazeera. <laughs> in further coverage of the incident in Al Jazeera, they add that this latest incident comes after police arrested a man earlier this month in the northwestern city of Abbottabad for intentionally starting a forest fire as a background for a video. That's twice in a month. Adding that temperatures have peaked at 51 degrees Celsius or 124 degrees Fahrenheit, fuck, in parts of Pakistan in recent days. So, uh, yeah, so far it appears this trend hasn't caused the level of destruction that similar incidents have caused here in the United States. Um, and that is all thanks to the all-knowing and all-powerful love of the one true God, Allah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, also we're just better at fucking shit up over here. We are very good at it, yes. Yeah. Uh, Even on, intentionally. 
<laughs> one gender reveal goes wrong, and we burn down half the state. You have to admire how great we are at ruining everything. But on the topic of quick and dirty destruction, remember CNN Plus? Yeah. <laughs> the streaming service that broke all the wrong records when it was canceled by its parent company after existing for less than a month. Turns out things were pretty chaotic inside the short-lived venture, and it had a spending spree that even shocked the company's freshly hired workforce, with the Wall Street Journal reporting that inside CNN, some senior staffers were concerned about moving ahead with the service, given that the Discovery merger was expected to close soon. But the message came down from the highest levels of the company, including from WarnerMedia chief executive Jason Kylar, to go, quote, full steam ahead, according to senior staffers. Go goblin mode. <laughs> <laughs> we're going goblin mode with this streaming <laughs> service. Uh, the venture took on a startup-type excitement. In the early going, CNN Plus employees were told to spend whatever they needed on travel or flying guests in, and were also told to hire aggressively. Network staffers familiar with the situation said, Did they hire an accountant? No, because this is startup mentality. Yeah. The last things you hire as a startup are an accountant and an HR manager. It's fine. We don't have to worry about paying for any of this stuff like for a long time. We'll just declare it as a loss. We'll pay no taxes. It's fine. I love I, that should be the first sign of warnings. It's like we're doing startup mentality. Yeah, I I feel like at this point in the year 2022, if you are approaching any business venture with the mentality that you're doing like Uber in the year 2010, like that is a massive red flag. It's not going to work. You had to be there. And yeah. it's not then anymore. Yeah, you can't even tell people to secure the bag and enjoy it while it lasts because it could only last three weeks like CNN Plus. Yeah. Um, so as we all know now, um, the rise of CNN Plus, it was only topped uh, in extravagance by its immediate It downfall. ended before most people even knew it had started. Yes. Anyway, more from that report. On April 11th, during his visit to Warner Media's New York office, chief executive of the newly formed Warner Brothers Discovery, David Zaslav, stopped by the CNN Plus floor. He praised the work CNN's TV network was doing covering the war in Ukraine and didn't focus on CNN Plus, which staffers who attended said they took as an ominous sign. He didn't mention us. That, uh, that was weird, right? We're uh, this brand new, shiny new streaming service. It's good, we're flying under the radar. Yeah, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. A few days later, after press reports saying the CNN Plus service wasn't getting traction, Andrew Morse, head of CNN's digital operations, had a meeting for hundreds of staffers, from talent to producers to engineers, people familiar with the meeting said. Mr. Morris told staffers to ignore the public noise and said CNN Plus was meeting expectations, but didn't say what the expectations were, leaving some employees concerned. So then, a few days later on April 19th, uh, the new CNN boss, Chris Litch, met with CNN Plus employees, well aware that the platform was going to be uh, shut down within 48 hours, but Quote, didn't want that to be his first interaction with CNN Plus staffers. So he went to the CNN Plus office and walked around, shaking people's hands, making small talk, and mentioning that his wife worked at CNN for years, people who attended said. Two days later, Mr. Litch broke the news to top CNN officials that the service was closing. But it, yeah, if that wasn't bad enough, the company was so short-lived that, according to staffers, promotional gift baskets praising the new service and its employees started arriving to employees an entire week after they'd been notified that they were getting shut down and laid off. Hey, welcome to the company. What what company? That's We amazing. love that you're here. 
So, uh, yeah, a week later, several of those staffers received packages from CNN. Boxes filled with network-branded gear, from pens to food containers, as well as items such as a popcorn maker and headphones, people who received the gift set. Some came with welcome notes. This is an incredible time to be a part of CNN, <laughs> one note said. Build relationships and take time to connect with colleagues and learn so that you make the most of your time here. It sucks to laugh at it because people did lose their jobs. It's just like the, like ferocity with which this place was built and then dismantled is shocking even by entertainment industry the timeline's crazy they didn't even get their gift baskets in time yeah so yeah a spokesperson for cnn indicated that the ill-timed gifts were sent mistakenly believe me we'd like that money back it was an oopsie and yes uh (laughs) we will be returning those yeah we're gonna come to your uh, apartments and take those gift baskets back uh, and employees said that the large CNN Plus sculpture in the office was quickly replaced by one for HBO Max instead. So, yeah, wow. pretty wild. Yeah. But uh, let's switch gears and talk about a story that started out as a nightmare, but actually has a pretty happy ending. Almost two years ago to the day, Christian Cooper was doing a little bird watching in New York City's Central Park when he encountered a woman named Amy Cooper. Uh, no ad- relation. No relation. Uh, who called the cops on him and claimed that he was threatening her and her dog. Uh, The video of the interaction quickly went viral as one of the uh, first major Karen incidents of the pandemic era, but also uh, added to a growing list of damning evidence that showed how police were just being casually used as a very real threat against black people for simply going about their day. Um, In the video, Amy Cooper calls 911 and exclaims, I'm in the ramble and there's a man. African-American. He's got a bicycle helmet. He's recording me and threatening me and my dog. Christian Cooper never appears to come closer to her. After repeating herself to the emergency dispatch operator, Amy Cooper begins yelling in the phone with more panic in her voice. I'm sorry. I can't hear. Are you there? I'm being threatened by a man into the ramble. Please send the cops immediately, she screams. Oh, this bitch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as we said a second ago, this guy, he was literally just participating in one of his beloved hobbies, birding, a.k.a. bird watching. Uh, you know, the number one hobby of uh, hoodlums and hooligans. Yes. Um, yeah. And two years later, after the, all those false accusations and the whole incident blowing up, it was like the last thing everyone talked about together before the pandemic. Uh, it was uh, no, it was, it was amidst the pandemic. Was it? It was. Yeah, because she took her mask down to yell. Oh, man, my timeline's way off. Well, th- I mean, the pandemic kind of ruined timelines for everybody. So, oh, oh, yeah. So this was like the last Karen incident before the George Floyd stuff. This happened That's what it on was. the day of George Floyd. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, she was. But the... that took like a couple days to like make national news. Yes, it was uh, the pandemic and all the stuff happening. It was it, it skews the timeline. Yeah, my 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 clock is this completely was this clock. was the one where her dog wasn't on a leash. Yeah. And he was like, hey, can you put your this is you can't have your dog. off." The leash. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Christian Cooper, the man accused of being threatening for looking at birds. He has a new TV series about his passion, bird watching, that will begin airing on National Geographic. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, here's NPR with more. The channel announced this week that Cooper, a lifelong bird watcher, will host a series called Extraordinary Birder. In the series, Cooper will take viewers into the wild, wonderful, and unpredictable world of birds, according to National Geographic. Whether braving stormy seas in Alaska for puffins, trekking into rainforests in Puerto Rico for parrots, or scaling a bridge in Manhattan for a peregrine falcon, he does whatever it takes to learn about these extraordinary feathered creatures and show us the remarkable world in the sky above, the network said in a statement. Uh, the channel has yet to announce a premiere date for the show, but uh, pretty cool. Amazing. Traveling the world, 
seeing birds that he probably would have never seen. Look at that uh, plumage. Yeah, like trekking to Alaska to see yeah. puffins, those stupid looking birds. Yeah, it's, it's just a shame that they're all robots now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy is clearly unaware that birds are not real, and he's yeah. just involved in some real government propaganda he's, at this uh, point. Yeah, he's a patsy for the government. So, yeah, there's some good news uh, and an interesting new show for nature lovers. Also, um, if you have Apple TV, um, I'm very curious about this, but uh, the production the BBC production team that did like Planet Earth and all mm-hmm. that, they're doing basically Planet Earth, but prehistoric Planet Earth, and it is narrated by David Attenborough. It premieres next week on Apple TV+. Plus. Is it all just CGI? How's that work? I would assume it's CGI. They probably take real shots and they add it to it. Are they going to put feathers on those dinosaurs? That's a, that's a common mistake that even Jurassic Park refuses to fix yeah. because they do look cooler as lizards. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm actually very curious about this. Um also, like, David Attenborough's been doing a ton of voiceover work in the past couple of years as he... Uh, He's like 100 years old. You can tell in his voice, too. It's yeah. uh, it's a lot for this man. He should uh, maybe cool off. This is Take keeping, a break. It's keeping him alive. That's true. I always say that, like, just relax. But when you're that old, having a, a habit is probably what's keeping yeah. you alive. I mean, Mel Brooks still goes to his office every morning. Good for him. I don't know what he does there. But he goes. He comes up with jokes to work. Yeah, he's probably singing songs all day in there, coming up with new tunes. Anyways, uh, have no fear. We do have plenty of more stories about the entertainment industry being very dumb coming up right after a word from this week's sponsor, Stamps.com. We all know how important it is to save money where you can, especially in this economy. And if you're a small business owner, inflation certainly is not doing your business any favors. If you're a business business that's looking for ways to cut some costs, mailing and shipping is a great place to start. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and never waste another dollar or minute. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer so you can spend less time at the post office and more time running that business. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. And get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Save time and money this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code NEWSDUMP for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSDUMP. There you go. And let's get back to the news now with some news that we don't think a lot of Marvel movie fans are going to necessarily agree with. Uh, I feel Maybe like the, I feel like a lot couple, of, them, of the average moviegoer, but uh, the ones that stand up and clap like several times throughout mm-hmm. the movie and uh, get mad at people for going to the bathroom while the twenty minutes of credits rolls before the uh, pointless post credit scene. Uh, those ones, uh, those ones are going to be very happy. That, like, I I can I can safely say that it has been years since I've stayed through an actual yeah. uh, credits roll. I'll look I it literally, up online. <laughs> go up online. I'm just like, all right, what happened? Yeah, the credits are very long. They have a thousand people working on the VFX for these. Yeah, things. I wait for the first one because they do one like a minute into the credits and then there's yeah. like the way after credits one. And it was one thing when these movies were like 90 minutes long, but now it's like two hour minimum. I got a piss. Hey, Doctor Strange was a solid two hours. Didn't go any longer. Didn't need to be. I enjoyed it. So I just said two hour minimum. Yeah. It's too long for a children's movie. Uh, but yeah, maybe 
maybe the average moviegoer was going to clap like a seal, uh, but uh, the real heads out there are going to be disgusted by it. Yeah, especially if you know anything about the 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 torrid backstory. Yeah, the timeline that yeah. led up to this. Uh, it appears as though Marvel wants to keep just wheeling out Stan Lee and forcing him to appear in their upcoming movies, despite the very clear fact that he's been dead for oh, nearly four years. That's right. Now, what's worse is uh, this deal was made between Marvel and the company that Stan Lee sued before his death, accusing them of forging his signature on legal documents that literally pertained to his name and likeness. The same people that also, uh, I don't know if they, they might not have actually gone through with it, but they were they were going to do Stan Lee NFTs. Oh, God, and yeah. everyone got yeah, very Yeah, because they have control of his uh, yeah. social media accounts yeah, now. Yeah, basically, uh, yeah, he didn't. His only like heir was a daughter. Like he had some weird family stuff, but and his business manager was like also yeah. trying to uh, steer the boat for a while without his consent. Apparently, he, he was a victim of uh, what sounds like elder abuse and exploitation. And yeah, basically all of his life's work is now owned by people who have no direct relationship to him. Yeah, but that the lawsuit it's against Pow Entertainment that was uh, later dropped after Stanley called the whole thing confusing. I mean, the dude was almost 100 years old. His wife had recently died, and a bunch of people around him seemed to be taking advantage of him. It was a very sad way to go out, honestly. Yeah, not um, Excelsior. No. Uh, now Marvel Studios has struck up a deal which apparently brings the character of Stan Lee back into their universe for apparently 20 years. This deal's worth 20 years. Here's The Verge with more. A new deal between Marvel Studios and POW Entertainment. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Maybe a sign that the legendary comics creators going to be appearing in more than a few Marvel-branded projects in the near future. POW Entertainment has entered a licensing agreement with Genius Brands and Marvel Studios, granting the Hollywood giant the right to use Lee's likeness in its upcoming projects. In a press release about the 20-year deal... 20-year deal. I know. Genius Brands CEO and Chairman Andy Hayward expressed feelings of pride and stewardship for the incredibly valuable rights to Stanley's name, likeness, merchandise, and intellectual property brand. I have a lot of pride in owning this likeness. This is a real person. Who really I, died. I fucking hate this so much. Yeah, so The Verge adds that the writing's been on the wall for some time now that Hollywood is more than keen on using digital facsimiles of dead celebrities to keep their living fans engaged and consuming content. But it's unclear whether Lee will continue to cameo in Marvel's movies going forward. I would say that's almost certainly going to happen. Uh, speaking with The Hollywood Reporter, Hayward said that while he and others always field offers with a focus on protecting legacies, what will determine how the public receives future depictions of Lee is the intentionality behind it. Quote, okay. the audience revered Stan, and if it's done with taste and class and respectful of who he was, it will be welcomed, said Hayward. This man is dead, and I guarantee he was never directly asked, uh, or if he was, he said no to like, hey, can we just... Because I believe, I mean, I believe he he agreed to shoot a bunch of like cameos. Yes, for future uh, use, but but I I mean like it's like if you go ride the Guardians ride at Disney, he yeah. appears in the pre-show. Unless this was something that he specifically was asked about and gave approval to, this is fucked up, and I don't like it at all. And we'll never actually know if it was actually him giving the approval right. because yeah. his business manager took advantage of him in the last years of his life. So yeah. sign here, allegedly. Yeah. Ugh, so that sucks. Anyway, next on the list of pointless problems for Hollywood to tackle in order to make more money, advertising baked into media that is able to change based on location, date, and more targeted uh, ads within all of your favorite intellectual properties. That can change based on any kind of algorithm or data. This is something that 
I, I recall started being used a few years back with, with shows in syndication. Mm-hmm. Shows like Friends and stuff. That's like, what's the craziest part. You know, of like a, a can of uh, generic movie soda would turn into a can of Pepsi. It was yeah. it was usually stuff you would never notice, but people started people who, the freaks who know the shit by heart started picking yeah, up. Friends, uh, people who watch Friends in Atlanta, Georgia, were very confused when yeah. Ross grabbed a RC cola and a moon pie yeah. to eat during an episode. So yeah, this is insane based on how it's going to be used. If you think about your favorite shows from years or even decades ago, it's it's going to take you out of it a bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, picture an episode of Seinfeld, Friends, uh, the the Bing Bong Theory. <laughs> How I Met Your Mother, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, or even like a movie like Fast and Furious, uh, anything James Bond, Jurassic Park, you name it. You're watching something you've seen a million times before on a streaming network, but hold on a sec. There's an ad for a brand new product in the background, prominently displayed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, here's an establishing shot of New York City and Seinfeld, but there's an ad for Crypto.com in it. Ooh, cool. Rocky Balboa jogs up. The art museum steps in Philly, but in the background, there's a billboard promoting the latest Jake Paul boxing match. That's great. What the heck? Yeah. This, my friends, is the apparent future of advertising, and it sucks. Here's Gizmodo with more. (laughs) With the advent of digital streaming, more advertisers are looking for ways to both subtly and overtly put their products in front of your eyes. Now, streaming services from Amazon and NBC Universal are promising virtual product placement initiatives that will enable creators and advertisers to seamlessly insert native ads into the movie or TV show even after it's been released. During the 2022 Interactive Advertising Bureau's New Fronts convention earlier this month, Amazon showed off its virtual product placement beta program, promoting it, quote, helps brands show up in new places, reaching an audience they want to reach, while taking the burden of in-scene advertising away from content creators. At the New Fronts convention, NBC's Peacock showed off its in-scene service that will similarly blend products or messaging into movies and shows during post-production. Amazon showed off its VPP program through its streaming services Amazon Prime Video and Amazon Freebie. The live conference showed various scenes with digitally inserted products placed into the background. One scene from Amazon Prime's Reacher had a digitally inserted ad for TurboTax placed onto a building in the background. Viewers spotted a similarly strange-looking CGI TurboTax ad in the show's premiere back in February, but some were confused how on subsequent viewings, the ad was gone. It goes to show how easily removable and swappable the ads truly are. Uh, They also add that with the propensity for existing online platforms like Google or Facebook to facilitate targeted ads, it doesn't take much to imagine a worst-case scenario of where interchangeable product placement inside existing media may eventually lead. And yeah, obviously some form of advertising kind of has to exist to offset the costs of production. I mean, we obviously have ads, but we, you know, we alert you that that's what's happening. We talk about it. We move on. It's it's not like trying to trick you into subconsciously. I've even thought about, about going into like old, old episodes. If they were still getting decent views and like removing the ads yeah. after the contract's done, but that's a lot of work. It is. Um, uh, and yeah, also you can skip it if you want and you're not missing out on the content you're watching. But it allows us to do this show full time. Yeah. So. Uh, so it's kind of insane to imagine a world where these billion dollar companies can and probably will alter content that's been distributed for years with updated items and ad placement. It's also, it's going to be funny too, like the regional stuff where it's like... Uh, Oh, there's a Carl's Jr. restaurant in the background of this one, but it's Hardee's yeah. if you're on the East Coast. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get back to some more general entertainment news. And what better topic to talk about than everyone's favorite, the least divisive entertainment property that exists? Universally beloved. Star Wars. Now, bad news for all you Ryan Johnson heads out there, because it looks like the uh, dedicated trilogy 
that he was supposedly working on has been delayed indefinitely. I mean, which sucks because in my opinion, and of course everyone else's opinion who loves Star Wars, universally loved. The Last Jedi was the best film Boo! out of the recent Starwalker trilogy. I didn't Skywalker even. Trilogy, I didn't even see the third one. I still have it. I really? Just, I, yeah, I never got around to it. Um, and I, my life does not feel any, any lacking for that. I probably will never see it. I don't want to get roasted for it, but it was watchable. Look, all it, all I know uh, that I haven't seen it, but I love, I fucking love the very short clip where he says somehow Palpatine returns. <laughs> I, like, I I literally don't remember too even, much about even it. Even like not knowing like the context behind it that's just like such a funny line to be in a movie <laughs> Pucci <laughs> Some, had to go back to his somehow palpatine returned uh yeah i mean it was if you throw away any knowledge of the prior 40 years or whatever of star wars and you're just a child who likes uh electrical explosions and action sequences that's who these movies are for <laughs> yeah it's, it's fine but i last jedi i actually thought was a really good movie so uh Roast me in the comments. But the good news is that his Star Wars project hasn't been outright canceled. It's just that he's apparently been far too busy with another fun movie universe. Knives Out, which has multiple movies, apparently, unless Netflix is like, ah, sorry, we ran out of money. Yeah. Uh, in a recent interview with Vanity Fair, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy spoke about his project, but also specifically avoided using the term trilogy, and not just for his projects, but in general for Star Wars. Quote, Ryan has been unbelievably busy with Knives Out and the deal that he made at Netflix for multiple movies. I hesitate to use the word trilogies anymore because Star Wars is much more about persistent storytelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So while it sucks that we're not going to see another Ryan Johnson Star War for another while, uh, for God knows how long, it yeah. appears as though the next major Star Wars film will be from Taika Waititi. So Taika's involvement in an actual theatrically released Star Wars film has been known for some time now. But with the Johnson film or films uh, out of the way, it looks like Taika's films have been moved to the front of the line. Or film. Yeah. Well, uh, here's here's more from Variety or from sorry Vanity Fair, the other V outlet. Mm -hmm. We have a roadmap, Kennedy says. Although Lucasfilm's big screen return is unlikely to follow the same relentless cadence as before, a movie from Jojo Rabbit's Taika Waititi and 1917 screenwriter Christy Wilson Cairns will likely arrive first with Rogue Squadron from Wonder Woman director. Patty Jenkins further off. Well, if it's coming out after the next Wonder Woman, like if there's another just stinker of a Wonder Woman, like you might have to pull that Rogue Squadron. Might have to. But over in the category of uplifting news, that's also a follow-up to a story that we've covered in the past. Good news, everyone. Bam Margera is healthy, happy, and well on his way down the road to recovery after reportedly completing one year in a substance abuse treatment facility. What? Yeah, I mean, he has obviously had a few problems during that year. Uh, a couple mental health breaks, apparently, that involved police. But uh, he has completed one year of the, uh, and, he, and he appears to be continuing on with it. Um, as someone who follows him and his whole crew on Instagram, I can tell you that he has been showing more photos. He went dark for a long time. Uh, I think it was taken away from him but uh, he's been showing more photos and videos of uh, him and his family and his friends he's been skating more frequently which is a very good sign because when he was doing really well two years ago or so two three years ago he was skating like damn near every day and posting yeah. videos of it and it's like that's a really good sign because if you're completely fucking wasted sure you can skateboard but you're not going to skateboard very well yeah um he's also been hitting the gym with his longtime friend and fellow recovered addict and former co-star 
Brandon Novak. Oh, nice. So they've been working out together and posting videos of that. He genuinely seems happy again. So this is a very good thing, and I really hope he sticks with it, if only to be there for his son. Um, yes. <laughs> happy that he's in the gym. He really looks like his dad more and more. Uh, he is very plump, but he's working on it, and apparently he's in full recovery mode, and that is a, a very good thing. Good. Yes. And in what can only be considered a win for the keyboard warriors behind the famous GameStop rally of 2021, the hedge fund that shorted GameStop and basically lit the fire beneath Wall Street bets, Melvin Capital, is closing its doors after sustaining substantial losses attributed to the GameStop saga, as well as the, you know, the whole catastrophic <laughs> downturn in the stock market in general over the past few months. R.I.P. Bozo. Here's CNN with more. Melvin Capital, once one of Wall Street's most successful hedge funds, which then lost billions in the meme stock saga, will shut down after it was hit again by this year's market slump. Gabe Plotkin, widely regarded as one of the industry's best traders after posting years of double-digit returns, told investors that the last 17 months have been an incredibly trying time. Plotkin had been trying to turn around the firm after being caught out in early 2021, betting against retail favorite GameStop and after being wrong-footed again by tumbling markets this year. Quote, the appropriate next step is to wind down the funds by fully liquidating the fund's assets and accounts and returning cash to all investors. Plotkin wrote in a letter reviewed by Reuters on Wednesday, Melvin Capital had $7.8 billion in assets at the end of April. The fund lost 23% in the first four months of 2022. A person familiar with the fund's finances said, this year's losses come on the heels of steep losses in 2021 when Melvin Capital ended the year down 39%. The firm bet that shares of GameStop would tumble, but was battered when retail investors took the other side and sent the stock surging. So yeah, there's lots of reasons why you shouldn't fuck with the internet, and now you can add shorting a video game retailer to that list. Yeah. Um, also, one last thing uh, for this week's news dump. Nick Lutzko, back with another hot new video. This time, one for the Johnny Depp fans out there. Oh, a shit. rallying cry, a musical number for all the Depp heads. Uh, here's just a little sample, and uh, at, you should go to his uh, Twitter and send him a nice message and watch the full thing over there, but here's a quick sample. I pledge allegiance to the dead, our ringed savior Johnny Depp, I am a soldier on the internet, I will defend his tainted name until my death. I'm not deranged, I'm not obsessed, I'm not insane, I'm just impressed. So there you go, go retweet that, uh, send him a nice letter, it was... Very good to see him back. He's been on tour and doing shows and yeah. stuff. So good to see him back in the studio, which is uh, apparently a sweat lodge that he has built in his basement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He does live like that. Yes, he does. Uh, anyways, we haven't mentioned it in a couple of days, so we'll mention it right now. Our merch is still on sale while supplies last Whatever's at 30% off. Whatever's left of it, yeah. Whatever's left, uh, we've already seen people posting that it's out of sizes and stuff, and I'm just like, look, if it's out of a size, they're not making anymore. Yeah. Pick another shirt, I guess. So 30% uh, off all merch right now till it's gone. Uh, head to the link in the description below for that. Uh, and also check out our most recent videos. If you're like, guys, you made it the whole video without talking about Elon Musk or cryptocurrency, have no fear. This week's episode of Tech News Day has you covered. Everything you need to know. Including stories about including Martin Shkreli and... Uh, yeah, including lots you don't really need to know, but we know because this man won't shut the fuck up. And also uh, a video from earlier in the week about UFOs and stuff. And again, uh, just so you know that we're, you're, if for some reason you missed it last time, uh, we are taking a break from doing videos at the end of this month. So if you don't see a video up for a while, we didn't go anywhere. We just are taking a break. 
So uh, just to give you a heads up on that. But we will see you for a new episode of Weekly Weird News, Weekly Weird News soon. Check out the videos here. Like, subscribe, join, do whatever, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.